Things are going to get heated today at Queen's Park. That is 100% something I am sure of because what they're going to discuss is the um, repeal of Ontario's controversial pit bull ban. That's going to happen today. And uh, this motion was introduced um, by Rick Nichols, who is the conservative Chatham-Kent Leamington MPP. He introduced the bill, and it seeks to omit breed-specific language from Ontario's legislation for dog owners. That language makes it illegal to have a pit bull. And if you have one, you have to have it muzzled, you have to have your pets leashed, or you can face a $10,000 fine and even jail time under the Dog Owners Liability Act. There are a lot of groups that think that this um, ban on the pit bulls got it wrong, including, it might shock you, the Toronto Humane Society. Here to talk about the ban and what is wrong with it, Dr. Randy Marshall. He's a Toronto vet and a friend of the show. Dr. Marshall, it's always good to have you on the program. Thanks for being here. Yeah, good morning, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. Now, I think a lot of people... um, Look at this pit bull ban as something that was necessary because we hear those stories about, you know, pit bulls or other dogs like the mauling kids. And it's it's never uh, the outcome is quite dire. I mean, after a pit bull attack. So what has what is wrong with this ban, in your opinion? Well, over the years, I've seen so many different breeds. Pit bulls. The problem with pit bulls is they actually look mean, right? They don't look like a friendly golden retriever. They don't look at that cute, cuddly type. And if if you want to uh, address a breed with regards to genetic uh, kind of tendencies, pit bulls are the best at being bad if you actually have them with the owners. I hate to pin it on the owners, but there's a certain mentality that attracts pit bulls. And I've seen so many over the years, and I can honestly say in the clinic, I haven't seen one bad one come in. So you're saying that it's it's not the pit bull. The pit bull are uh, falsely stereotyped to be an aggressive dog breed. It's the uh, owner that raises the dog. And I don't want to pin this on the owners. That's a great segue because we're not allowed to stereotype mm-hmm. the human race, are we? We shouldn't be doing this in in the uh, in the pet business either. There are so many different dog bites since this ban went in effect in 2005. I really believe, and I think the studies show, that the dog bites have actually gone up. And when I see dog bites, owners coming into my practice concerned about a bite that their dog has done, there's so many different breeds, Kelly, that are involved. Mental illness in people has definitely a genetic predisposition. In dogs, their genetic pools are very fine. I mean, when you get a puppy, a golden retriever puppy, you kind of know what it's going to look like when it's full grown. So the genetic pool is very small, which means if there's bad genetics in a, in a dog or a breed, then it will show up at a higher frequency maybe than in people. Mm-hmm. But we're struggling with mental illness in people now and trying to get a grip of what causes it. But I will say only a small percentage of pit bulls. If they're, I mean, if we let our kids grow up without any structure, any discipline, any balance of love and discipline, they're kind of a mess. So if owners bring up their pit bulls or a golden retriever, yes, I actually I love golden retrievers, but I've seen bad golden retrievers. And if we don't give them structure, proper training, trouble is on the horizon. What were pit bulls originally bred to do? Do you know? Well, I have to say, really, that is that is the crux of it. They are protective. They are 
They look mean. They have a bite that rivals the power of a wolf. So that's how strong they are in a bite. So they were initially bred for protection, for aggression. And so the naysayers that want this legislation in place would say this is their genetic tendency and there's no way we should allow them. Well, we are really stereotyping. And if I can say, I had a pit bull come in that was 80 to 85 pounds, 0% body fat, owned by an owner, a lovely, sweet old woman that weighed about 80 pounds herself. This dog broke a nail, his pit bull, and he was so friendly, so uh, so gentle, because the owner was a dedicated, conscientious pet owner. So as long as you don't have the bad genetics from the get-go, mm-hmm. the way you bring up all your dogs is very relevant. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I think it's really important that we make sure that we keep we um, make dog owners responsible for how their dogs behave. It's, I but there's got to be. I know stereotyping is bad, but there's got to be something to, you know, what dogs are predisposed to do. Like I have yeah. a working dog. I've got a border collie, and I've only really owned border collies in my life, um, and. Uh, this dog I know needs exercise or he will get spinny. Also, I'm aware of the fact that he has, um, because Border Collies nudge and nip to get the, uh, they're working dogs, they're meant to herd things, to get you to do what they want you to do, that my dog is potentially quite dangerous. For example, I stand on a chair. My dog hates that. I have to be very careful to remove the dog from the room, in fact, because I know that this dog is going to come at me and nip at me and possibly knock me from the chair. It's just something he's predisposed to. I don't think I can train him out of that. So that makes me nervous around kids, and I would watch my dog around kids. But how do we make sure that if this ban is lifted, that, you know, people aren't, the wrong kind of owners aren't walking around with dangerous, unpredictable dogs? Yeah, that's a great question, and I will say that, Border Collies are one of my favorite breeds, and intellectually, the problem is when I see a, a Border Collie com- puppy come in, I tell the owner they're so smart, they're going to be high maintenance, and this is what you're speaking of. But you're absolutely right. There are genetic tendencies, breed tendencies. Dogs are grouped into different categories um, by breed because they have a certain tendency how they're going to behave. So here's the thing. With pit bulls, when I hear pit bulls coming in, be it right or wrong, the first thing I try to do before I even meet the pet, I try to have a look at the owner and see their behavior. And that may be right or wrong, but the behavior of the owner dictates to me maybe what the dog's going to be like. And so you are absolutely right. There are genetic tendencies. If you don't give a Border Collie tons of exercise and make them fetch and throw them sticks all day long, uh, they almost have too much energy. Yeah, so they're a very high energy dog. Let's be, get we back to to the pit bulls if we could for a second, because um, I don't have yeah. a lot of time, and I I mean I love the conversations we have because I think they're very uh, y- you know they're they're important conversations. But let's get back to how many of these pit bulls have been put down. Have you had to euthanize pit bulls? No, I have not. And but I I will say that a lot of the owners are sneaking behind the scenes because of the bylaw trying to find a vet who will look after their pet without squealing or, or, or phoning the government on them. And so the pit bulls are not getting the proper veterinary care they probably should, which is dangerous on all fronts. Um, look, pit bulls, you, uh, there's no doubt the stereotype is there for a particular reason, but you shouldn't paint the brush of the whole breed just because we have to be careful. They are the best at being the worst if they're trained improperly. And their bite is so strong that's a 
perfect storm of negativity. So pit bulls need to be scrutinized, watched carefully. But an all-out ban of that particular breed, when the bites are so um, wide-spectrum with other breeds, in my opinion, is wrong. Do you think that we've got more dog bites on the whole in the city of Toronto because there's just a lot of people owning dogs now that, you know, uh, don't? they're too busy to actually have the dog? Yes, and I would say that 10% of my clients... I'm going to get a lot of trouble for this. Ten percent of my clients that's really not a know lot. how to train the dog. No, but that's the, the clients really know how to train their dog. Yeah, only ten percent, ninety don't. Yeah, I believe that. Ninety don't. Ninety don't. And so uh, again, it goes back to what I said. They will run wild and crazy if you allow them to. If you give them structure, love, balance, discipline, you're going to have a fairly well-adjusted dog. And if the problems from if you see your veterinarian regularly. Your veterinarian will know from a very young age if they have a tendency to be troublesome, and they will have that narrative with you when, the, when it's probably a six, seven, eight-month-old puppy. You will see trouble coming. That's, that would, would the, the onus you, of monitoring should be. Dr. Randy, I'm running out of time, so I just want to ask you very quickly. Do you think this ban is going to be repealed, this pit bull ban? I don't have that crystal ball, Kelly, but I would say that I hope it is. I think it should be replaced with some more wide-spectrum uh, monitoring of pet owners and penalties with regards to any pet owner who is just not doing their due diligence with their pet. Um, those mouths are so strong. Even a little Yorkie can give you a nasty bite. But, you know, they have to be monitored. We have no policing of owners until the train is hit and there's an incident, do we? No, we really don't. I appreciate your time today, Doctor. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Enjoy, Kelly. Thank you.